Welcome back, Rip City. I'm your host, Tim Johnson, and this is the Busted Bucket Podcast. Locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, city of bridges, stump town, PDX. This is a show dedicated to Rip City and everyone who loves Portland basketball. Joining me is my co-host, Gary, the six-man Hassan. What is going on, Woot Woot? Gary, I don't know if uh, you noticed or not, but it's getting colder outside. It's definitely getting colder outside, and I know that because I step outside to go to work at about 3 o'clock in the morning. So when I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, uh, I cry. and (laughs) Just one single solitary tear. (laughs) And well, then it actually, to your cheek. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been pretty brutal. So to get up at three, go to work, and go like in and out of cold environments and stuff is not exactly my ideal thing of fun. Yeah, man, uh, it's cold. Uh, we haven't we haven't quite gotten to the point of turning up our our thermostat. So my basement, where my studio is, is pretty friggin' cold right now. Hence why I'm wearing this pink, beautiful unicorn blanket of my daughter's. Mm-hmm. So I, we'll have to post a picture or something. It is very becoming of you. Um, Thanks, man. I think pink is my color. But something that we we talked about earlier was not very becoming of you. And that, that something was... Uh, you trying to convince me of peanut butter jelly and butter sandwiches? Oh man, you've never had. You've never. You're not. You're not a fan, huh? You I don't, have, you don't do peanut butter and jelly with some butter on it. I have had that, but I can't say uh, that I was a true fan. Okay, here's the thing, man. <laughs> when you're taking a sandwich to work, right? You're working all day. You you you're working at least what three, four, five hours before you take a lunch. Depending mm-hmm. on your job, I suppose. Mm-hmm. When you make a PB and J, and you slap that on two slices of bread, I don't know what kind of bread you use. Typically, I use potato bread. Oh, nice sourdough. Yeah. Oh, sour sourdough. Really? Sourdough. Sour. Sour- sourdough you, is the way to go. You have the most interesting culinary preferences. Okay. I've never in my life had a PB and J on sourdough. Who does it's, that? Uh, somebody that that does that is the same somebody that also eats said water and cereal. <laughs> Get out of town. <laughs> PB and J and butter. Look, what you do mm-hmm. <clears throat> is you make sure the butter's soft because it's spreadable that way, right? Mm-hmm. Then you slap that baby on both sides. Mm-hmm. And then you put on the PB&J and slap it together. Because when you go to work after those three, four, five hours and you finally sit down and take your lunch break, there is nothing worse than popping open your lunchbox, Ghostbusters lunchbox, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lunchbox, (laughs) call it what you will. And you take that first bite into soggy ass bread, yeah, mushing around mm-hmm. in your mouth. Mm-hmm. You may as well have made a PB and J soup. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you put that butter on the bread, 
-hmm. and it doesn't get soggy. It's like it's like wrapping one side of the bread in cellophane or something. It, it keeps it fresh, man. So that's, that's what you gotta do. You gotta do it. So why not just make said sandwich on your lunch break? Well, cuts into the into your lunch break time. Right? Like some <laughs> people only get thirty minutes. Okay, if you're gonna True. spend if you're gonna spend five minutes making a sandwich, then five minutes. Well, I would gotta, say you gotta go grab everything. You gotta. I would you say gotta spread it out. You gotta piece it together. Then you gotta I, I put everything away. Forty-seven seconds tops. All right. Well, that's forty-seven seconds. You're not getting back. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Look, it's it expedites the process, uh -huh. and you don't have soggy bread. That being said, I understand if you don't like the mixture of butter, peanut butter, and whatever variety of jelly you put on it so I, I i i like to you know learn about new things and stuff like that you know so so maybe i'll try that but uh something that we that we agreed on was a mayonnaise sandwich i can't do it and i'm pretty sure that you said you can't do it either nope can't do it i man can't do that that's no good <laughs> That's a, a props, ramshackle props, sandwich? That's a ramshackle sandwich. <laughs> props to anybody who, who loves mayonnaise that much because I can't do that. And I already, thinking about it makes my arteries clog. But if you if you do, please email us because I would, I would like to meet you. I would love to know what makes a mayonnaise sandwich so delicious because there is, there is nothing about that that sounds appetizing to me so and do you go like miracle whip or like oh hell no you gotta go you gotta go with the the was it best foods true you gotta you gotta go with the real mayonnaise do they have bar s mayonnaise too <laughs> <laughs> that's that's miracle whip isn't it i think so i don't know, I don't know which one's more expensive i don't know <laughs> bar s is like bottom of the barrel look i grew up on bar s so As did I. As did I, and we both discovered this about three hours ago. When, <laughs> when I was saying one of the foods that I cannot eat is boiled hot dogs. I can't do it anymore because I did it so much as a kid. Can't do it. Can, I'll throw that in a pan first. I'll like throw it before, in the trash. I'll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan of hot dogs. I will eat a hot dog. As long as it's not boiled. I can't do a boiled hot dog. I'll do a steamed hot dog. Yeah. I'll do a grilled hot dog. I'll do a grilled hot dog any day of the week. Any time of the day. I'll eat it for breakfast. <laughs> I don't even care. Give me a grilled hot dog. I'll eat that. Uh, but as funny. soon as it gets boiled, no. Speaking of boiled hot dogs, though. <laughs> it's kind of warm, right? When it comes out. We were talking about how cold it is. But this blanket's keeping me warm. Which is good. Sometimes. You know what else is keeping me warm? Is the Blazers are now 9-3 and three after taking it to the Pelicans. That deserves a woo-woo! Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> Man. Gary. Jeremy Grant had another stellar game. This dude came out, dropped 27-8. and eight, Which, okay... Great stat line. But what I really want to talk about was that crossover on Zion. On Zion. He put him on his hip and said, later. 
That was so stupid. Especially because he had like Zion like free throw line extended like on an island and he he took a couple pound dribbles and then Zion just bit right and then the rest is history. Grant Grant went down and flushed it. It was amazing. That first step though, right mm-hmm. after the crossover, that first step was so quick. Mm-hmm. It had me questioning whether or not that was Jeremy Grant. So right, we we talked about earlier um, how we we came across the clip uh, where the clip said that Jeremy Grant re- reminds this person a lot of uh, T Mac, and you know we talked about do we see T Mac, but some of the stuff that I'm seeing from from Jeremy Grant is amazing. I didn't know that he had it in him like that, you know, to have you know a lot of these 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 uh moves where he's creating space and getting by some pretty nasty like defenders and stuff he left zion in the dust oh straight up he yeah. he left him in albuquerque <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know what that means it just sounded right <laughs> <laughs> go with it it's fine <laughs> yeah man i couldn't believe how quick he was he exploded to that rim Dude. and to flush it the way he did through traffic too. Through traffic, I'm pretty sure he he jumped off of his right leg too, and then finished like that. But we are man, we are so lucky, man. I think that uh, we as Blazer fans need to camp in front of his house at the end of the year to make sure that he can't leave. He can't. You can't go. You can't go. No, no, no. You can't go. <laughs> We're gonna put that up on a billboard. Jeremy oh, Grant, man. you can't go. No, no, no. Man, we have to pay this guy. We have to figure out a way to keep him here. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, for him to be from Portland, uh, so he knows about what the city's about. You know, he fits in with our team so well. You know, he's matured to a whole new level. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, before, could Simons make an all-star game or could CJ make an all-star game first? But we both might lose, and it might be Grant. It looks like he, it's going to be Grant. He's playing out of his mind. He went 10, 10 for 20 tonight, and, you know, like you said, eight rebounds, four assists, and 27 points. That's pretty solid. It's pretty solid all, you know, while guarding some pretty elite offensive players on the opposite side of the court, too. Yeah, man. He's so good. And I think I was talking to you earlier when I said this team is is doing well when he sits, when he, when he's out for, mm-hmm. for injury or whatever, but I I get so pumped up and it's so much more fun for me to watch the games that he is playing. Mm-hmm. And look, not, not to take anything away from the other guys. I love Dame, love Ant, love all those guys. But there is something about Grant that he brings this other dimension to the team. He's always hustling. He's always doing these. He's always making these plays like the crossover on Zion, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. I still think that's probably the best play of this short season so far for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's always doing this stuff. And, you know, there was a a lot of hate early on when when we got him or even before we got him. Ah, we don't want Jeremy Grant. He's not that good. He plays Mm -hmm. on Detroit. It's a bad team. It's Mm -hmm. easy to look good on a bad team. Well, guess what? Jeremy Grant can play. And the dude is showing everybody, all the haters, this dude can play. He deserves a big payday. I hope we can pay him. Jeremy Grant is is him. Jeremy Grant is the truth, you know, and I think just like we we talked about before, uh, 
you know, we spoke a little bit with a, a Pistons fan <clears throat> who was not happy about losing him, you know, and I think that honestly, I'm so happy to have him. We have to figure out a way to keep him because he's, he's, you know, led, uh, you know, the, the charge, you know, as far as hustle, you know, with him and Hart, and he's scoring, you know, at a good rate. He, he shot four for eight from the, the three-point line tonight, and I just think that we have to figure out a way to keep this guy because he adds a, a level and, like, a layer to our team that we haven't seen in quite some time, you know, with his right. uh, being able to score, you know, at that size off the block off the perimeter from shooting threes from 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 breaking players down and then you know if he's not scoring at that end he's still going down to the other end and he and he's guarding wing players or or guard players and that is amazing yeah. on top of guarding the forwards too i mean yeah. the guy it's cool that this team has multiple guys that can do stuff like that that, that mm -hmm. can be so interchangeable you look at josh hart josh hart is consistently doing all the little things you need to win a game. Whether it's going for loose balls or getting ridiculous amounts of rebounds for a guard, mm -hmm. you know, making buckets when he needs to, finding the open man. Like he is doing everything. He's like the Swiss Army knife for the Portland Trailblazers. And it's so nice to see. And then you've got Justice Winslow, who's taken over the the distributor dudes you know he's running point he's a point mm -hmm, forward that's mm -hmm, insane mm -hmm. dude is six six and he's guarding one through five mm -hmm. for me like i like to see a little he had 15 points tonight and four boards you know he shot one for three from the three-point line and he's he really got after it tonight you know and i think uh you mm -hmm. know we're 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 talking about like, all these players and it's so good that you know Dame doesn't have to come in and drop 40 or 50, you know, for us to win. You know, we we missed Nurkic tonight. We missed Sharp and we missed Dame, too. You know, we beat mm -hmm. a a good, hungry Pelicans team, you know, because they have CJ. And you know that CJ wants to come back and torch us. But CJ didn't have the, the greatest game. You know, he was 6 for 17 from the field, 1 for 7 from the three-point line. He had, he had 7 assists, but, man, our guys really just just got after it and then they should be proud of that yeah i i agree they they clamped them up and that's it's funny you mention that because the blazers defense is actually good this year mm -hmm. you know there were questions going in but they're actually good they they held a very good pelicans team to 95 points tonight mm -hmm. they held the hornets to 95 points the blazers are sixth in defensive rating in the entire league. Who would have ever thought that? Who would have ever thought that, you know, like... You I know, think we, a lot of people... We talked about, you know, before, uh, the the tallest person, like, on our active roster to start the season was Nurk, you know, at 6'11". You know, we didn't have one seven-footer, um, you know, and just to see that this, this small ball thing is working. And just think, we still have Peyton coming. We like, he, Right. He's going to be here soon to be locking guys down and i'm so excited just to see that to see that happen right and that's that's kind of the biggest question for me is what happens when gp2 comes back what happens when he finally sees the court with dame and simons and sharp and grant nert eubanks winslow hart what happens where do the minutes how do the minutes shift what do the rotations look like it, it kind of puts the Blazers in a, a little bit of a precarious situation because yeah. 
there aren't enough minutes to go around at this no. point. If you ask me, Little's starting to play really well. What happens when when Peyton comes back and you're going to give him minutes? Yeah. You're not paying him, what is it, eight, nine million exactly. this year for nothing. Exactly. So, I mean, for um, me, so I think that that they're just going to be playing like even more zone. You know, they play a lot of two, three zone. Um, you know, I think they're going to end up going smaller, you know, because just like you said, they're not going to bring him in, you know, as a, a free agent and, and not play him. Uh, you know, so I think it's going to be less minutes, unfortunately, you know, for guys like Little and guys like Watford. Um, you know, but still. Probably guys like Sharp. Sharp, too. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate because how exciting is that kid, man? <sighs> I mean, we. I feel like we've said it every episode since the beginning of the season. Sharp looks so good. He's so fluid, so smooth for a 19-year-old. 19, man. The sky it, is the limit with this kid. It 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 doesn't even make sense sometimes, you know. And I think that <clears throat> some of these guys, you know, there's a, you know, there's a couple of the rookies, you know, that are getting some some more stats and stuff. But those guys that are doing that all play for horrible teams they aren't they aren't coming off the bench right they aren't you know those guys are playing a, a lot more minutes but still you know just to see sharp come in at 19 and he's not forcing a shot he's he's picking his spots he's he's getting the ball and he's not getting rushed he's scoring how he wants to score he's getting to the basket how he he wants to get to the basket and the the good thing is too he's not a horrible defender as well he's right. he's able to play decent defense and i mean you got to think he's 19 he's he's what six five or six six so he's so he's only gonna get better you know with what an interesting season. what an interesting concept to have an offensive guard who can also play defense what an interesting concept that's just wild you don't do that here in portland <laughs> defense you say sir <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk about defense, man, because that's one of the key things that Chauncey said he was going to key on when he mm -hmm. got here. And mm -hmm. by God, this guy can coach. I love to see it. I'm a big fan of Chauncey. Uh, you know, I'm always a big fan of the underdog. And, you know, just to see this guy, you know, for for what his career was, you know, being big shot billups and making all those huge shots and you know just being like a, a tough guy and just being like a leader you know and mm -hmm. for him to come here you know and saying that he's going to change the defense and you know for me so I'm thinking how are we going to change this defense but you're seeing it every single year every game it seems like these guys are getting better you know and just to know that their defensive efficiency ratings and stuff like that is so much better is great to see because I'm a fan of him yeah me too I mean you you think about, I think last season, I don't know what we finished at as far as uh, defensive rating, but I think it was somewhere around like 19th or 20th or mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. And to start this season coming in and, and what are we, we're, we're 12 games into the season and we're sixth in defensive rating. Mm. That is a testament to Chauncey's system, to mm. the culture that he's cultivated here. Mm. I think... The fact that we're these teams that we've beaten, they're not all bad teams. Mm -hmm. Some of them are pretty dang good teams. Mm -hmm. Chauncey's system is working. Yeah, 
his his system's definitely working and you know so i think so again we're only going to get better you know because we got gp coming back you know and when when guys are getting healthier throughout the season it's going to be super exciting to see you know because the the blazers again you know run a lot of two three defense so the more they get used to each other the healthier you know they get you know it's going to be scary you know and just to think that our defense is this good and we're still scoring like at a a high level as well is so great to see because last year you know or or years before we'd have to score 120 points or 115 points just to stay in the game but you know now we're holding elite teams with three possible all-stars to 95 points i mean who would have who would have thought you know that uh, zion had a, a a pretty good game tonight he had 29 but man. but ingram fouls out with 15 points yeah NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Come on. And, and this is defense. a and this is a maybe, this is maybe a different defense on his part. And this is a different Ingram too. This is an Ingram that hasn't shaved or hasn't even been to a barber <laughs> in two years. When you hear somebody's a basketball player and hasn't been to a barber in two years, they don't play. I, I don't want to guard <laughs> that guy. I don't want to guard. I don't know. So I just think you know I'm. I'm very happy, you know, as a Blazers fan, just to see some of the changes, you know, the, the Blazers have, have made. You know, I'm happy to see that, uh, you know, these guys are taking defense serious, you know, because I think that in years past, guys were probably lacking on defense, you know, because they were so, you know, wanting to score, you know, which I get. Yeah. But, man, these guys are believing in Dame, they're believing in Chauncey, and they're they're actually a unit. You know, you, you see these guys, you know, like off the court and they all look genuinely happy. You know, they're they're taking pictures mm-hmm. together, you know, like on the airplane as a group, all them together, you know, and it's so nice to see that, you know, because to me it shows that team unity, you know, when, when you see Shaden go down and dunk on somebody or do something crazy, these guys are all running up to him and going crazy with him. You know, when, when Grant's hitting game winners or Hart, they're all running up as a team. Like nobody feels you know, like any sort of slight or shade or anything because right. it's a unit, I man. It's a great team. And I think that Chauncey and Damian have helped build that culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree with you. Speaking of taking things seriously, in lieu of a mailbag this episode, I thought we'd go to something. I want to talk I don't want to do it. I want to talk about something that you actually showed me <laughs> on TikTok. There's a, I guess it's a podcast called Heat Check or The Heat Check or This Heat mm-hmm, Check, mm-hmm. something like that, with a woman by the name of Trista Crick. And when I first watched it, it kind of hit me sideways. I didn't like it. Mm-mm. I'm just going to say what, I'm, I'm going to put it out there what she said. Trista Crick from The Heat Check says... She hated watching Brandon Roy play basketball. The natural. It it was disgusting, slow, like watching molasses. Watching Brandon drop 50 was boring as fuck. 
Nobody searches for B-Roy highlights. She wants freak athletes. Is that so much to ask? She says, I want dudes. She wants dudes. She wants freak athletes. You know, for her for her to say that that nobody watches B-Roy highlights, that's crazy. Okay, for starters, I search B-Roy highlights. I definitely I love do. B-Roy. I think anybody in Rip City searches for B-Roy highlights. Who? Yeah. Okay. Secondly, she says she's from Portland. She starts off this, this video by saying, this is probably going to get me banned from the city I grew up in. Trista, please tell me, what part of the city did you grow up in? And How if you long know were her, you here for you yeah. to say that you hated watching B-Roy play basketball? That is so blasphemous mm -hmm. for me. And to, to say that watching him drop 50 was boring? Come on. You're telling me when he's going up for a drive and he's going up on one side with one hand for a layup and switches midair a la MJ to the other side mm -hmm. and lays it in mm -hmm. during a playoff game? Mm -hmm. That's boring? When when Kobe came out and said that B-Roy is that dude, you know, when, when Kobe's talking about how, how good of a player B-Roy is, that's boring to you. One of the best players to ever don this court, you know, was always talking about B-Roy and how nasty this guy was. Like, if, uh, you know, guys like him and guys like, you know, T-Mac and D-Rose, like, if these guys wouldn't have got hurt, we, we might have been talking about them, you know, in the top 75 instead of, you know, some of these, uh, these other guys. But Brandon Roy was one of those players to where, you know, Chauncey, com you know, some of these people com compared Shaden to, you know, just because... B-Roy never got sped up. He could pick his spots. He could back you down. He could shoot. He could do, you know, like a little mid-range. He could do whatever he wanted on the court. but On his terms. On his terms, yeah, right. It, you know, and I think for me, that's one of the things that I'm watching when I'm watching basketball players is, you know, do they look like the game is going by too, too fast for them? Does it look like, you know, it's, teams are able to, to speed them up and stuff like that. But it's like mm -hmm. for him, that guy always seemed like he was going at the same pace, just calm, right. just easy going and stuff, you know, and, you know, and, and granted, he didn't have Stotts as a coach, you know, he didn't have Chauncey Billups, you know, as a coach, um, you know, he had more of a, a defensive coach, you know, at that time. And I think that, you know, context is everything, you know what I mean? But for somebody to say that they hated watching him play, that, you know, com compared him to, you know, ramshackles or molasses. Molasses. Or, yeah, is is sad, you know, and I think that it's a, a, a disgrace, you know. I think that this guy is one of the best players of all time. He he gave us some of the, the best memories that we've seen recently. And, it's, and, and here's the thing. Yeah. We had a small sample size. Yeah. Right? We had him for, what, five years? Mm -hmm. We had a small sample size of B-Roy because his knees gave out. And to her credit, I will say, at one point she said, she mentioned maybe it could have been because of Nate McMillan, because of his system, whatever. Honestly, if you think that the game was slow and boring and you hated Brandon Roy uh, playing basketball or watching it, it was probably because of Nate. Mm -hmm. Nate was not imaginative. Mm-hmm. He was not creative. 
he relied on Brandon and LaMarcus solely, he maybe ran three plays. Mm -hmm. But to say that nobody searches Brandon Roy highlights and furthermore to say you want freak athletes and then ask is that so much to ask Trista yes it It is is. how many freak athletes do you think there are playing in the NBA (laughs) you must not like Luka MVP candidate Mm -hmm. you must not like Jokic MVP Mm -hmm. candidate you must not like Dirk I mean she she probably doesn't even like Dame either because Dame's not a freak athlete you know and I think he's not to me, I love watching non-athletic guys score. For me, my my favorite Blazer, uh, some of them, Zebo. Yeah, this guy could you, score from anywhere tell, on the court. Yeah, you you telling us you didn't like Zebo? You telling mm-hmm. us you didn't like Rashid Wallace? Yeah, come on. I mean, yes, Trista, it is too much to ask. Yeah, because having a, a freak athlete, I mean, how many teams actually have that? I mean. Not, not many, I would not say, because that, because that's very rare, you know. And I think, and no teams, I will say, have an entire squad full of freak athletes. Because that team would be an AAU team, and they'd be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, here's here's my gripe with it is the the shock jock mentality, the 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 rhetoric behind that, the. The persona you put on when you say dumb stuff like this, that's boring. Mm-hmm. Trista, that is boring and played out. And I don't go in on people very much, if at all. But this this was a little much for me. And to, to call out B-Roy, and maybe, you, maybe that's what you wanted. Maybe you started off by saying that watching Brandon Roy was boring to you or you hated it. It was disgusting because you wanted people like us to come in and say something. Because you wanted the social media frenzy that you knew was going to happen. Because you're mentioning Brandon Roy touching on hollow ground. Mm -hmm. But your shock jock mentality is boring. That's that's what I have to say about that. Shock jocks are boring. It's played out. It's been done for... 20 years, 30 years. It's boring. Let's move on. I'm, I'm with that. I mean, I think I think you pretty much said everything. I mean, obviously, you know, it's just a, a shock jock thing. There's no substance to it because a real hooper would not say B-Roy is trash. A real hooper would not say, I want a team full of freak athletes. Is <laughs> that, that so team much would be, to ask? That team would be, yeah. Yeah, just give me a... Uh, Megatron, give me uh, Giannis, <laughs> give me Sean Kemp, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and we'll have no shooters, and we'll be good to go. It'll be solid. <laughs> solid. Just give me a team full of Derrick Jones Juniors. <laughs> you know? I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on any of these guys. Yeah. Because they all have a role to fill, and that's the point of having a team. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to win many games with freak athletes. This they is, can't shoot. This is also the the same person that said that our our team that's currently nine and three is ramshackled she she went on to say that you know it's it's damien with the team of nobodies essentially um you know i think that clearly you know for us as true blazer fans 
uh, you know, we're seeing, you know, this this team come around and play together. Um, you know, and I think that it's always been like this, you know, as Blazer fans. I mean, it's nothing new. Um, no. Look, it it's easy to get down on, on a team that hasn't been better than a first-round exit mm-hmm. for the last, what, 20 years? Yeah, that's easy. Mm-hmm. But to, to know that you're from Portland, I mean, personally, being born and raised in and or around the great city of Portland, Oregon, you can't help but have love for for the Portland Trailblazers, right? At one point, they were the only show in town. Yeah. You can't help but recognize and realize when there is something different about the team, right? And this season, there is something different about the team. There is something special brewing here in, in Portland. I'm not going to go as far as saying they are a championship team yet, but there is something special. They look like they're better than a first-round exit team. They're beating teams that they probably shouldn't beat on paper. Mm-hmm. If you're going to say they're a ramshackle team, this team is not pieced together. This team was strategically put together for a purpose, and it's working. Mm-hmm. So you want to call us a ram- Call us the Ramshackles. I don't. I don't care, <laughs> because I will much rather take this Ramshackle team than a, a team that can't shoot but can jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. That can't that. play defense but can jump out of the gym. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> step down. <laughs> I'll step down. They got me fired up, man. Yeah. And I think as Rip City, as as, as what do you call them? Rip citizens. Mm-hmm. As Rip citizens. We should all be fired up about this because Brandon Roy was the man when he was here. He was the man. He brought this franchise back from certain destruction. Yeah. He he did his very best to bring us to the promised land. We didn't get there. Dame hasn't got us there yet. You're going to start hating on Dame? You're going to say Dame's boring? Come on, Trista. Come be on, better, man. man. Be better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 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 definitely right. You know, I think uh, you know us as Blazer fans, we have to stand up for our team. You know, I think that we have to come come together and and speak out. You know, because Brandon Roy is one of the best Blazers of all time. He did things that we might never ever see again. Um, and this is just disgusting. Uh, you know, when I first sent this to you, you know, we both realized, you know, what it is. You know, it's just a uh, a shock jock thing, you know. We could we could go out there and say, "Oh, I just hate watching Giannis play. He's just a freak athlete. He can't do anything else. Can't shoot three pointers. His three pointers are ramshackled. By golly, I mean, I mean, we could easily we could easily go out, go out there and say that, but we respect the grind. We know what it's like to work very hard at a sport. I mean, obviously, we don't know what it's like to play in the NBA, but. To, to just know how hard these guys have to work, paired with talent, paired with yeah. God gift, height, athleticism, all these things. Like, maybe how certain you, people just. How are you going to take that away? You know, how are you going to take that from them? How are you going to try and take that away from B Roy? It's 
crazy. I've he would, I've never heard anybody ever say that. That's what I'm saying. This that's the shock is real. Mm-hmm. The shock is real, especially coming from somebody who claims to be from Portland. There's, How long there's ago no were you way. in Portland? Is my question. How long ago was it? She looks maybe fifty. So so maybe back in like the seventies, maybe like the early eighties, before Clyde, before Duckworth, before all these guys. You know, <laughs> who knows, man. I mean, I don't want to speculate on her age, but like... I will. Look, we haven't had a team full... I've never seen an NBA team full of freak athletes. Yeah. Never. And I've been watching the NBA a long time. I've Mm -hmm. never seen a team full of freak athletes. It just doesn't happen. It's because... It is too much to ask. That team They don't just grow on trees. Yeah, no, that that team would not be good. That's a, that's why you need, you know, a mixture of shooters and defense, kind of what we're seeing this year, you know, from our team. You know, we have shooting and defense. We actually have a bench, you know, and I think these guys are hearing these comments, you know, so I mean, obviously they're they're taking it personal, you know, they're 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 taking it serious cuz it is serious, you know. I'm I'm sure these guys hear that, you know, and I think that we can see that, you know, with with some of their play. Yeah. Gary, I'm taking this personal. It's very personal. And I know I said I was getting off my soapbox. But I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to get off it now. I think I think we just gotta call it because man Trista got me fired up. <laughs> I actually called someone out on the show. I've never done that before. Thank you, Trista. Thank you, Heat Check. Thank I you. I would love to I would love to have a, a conversation about what she really meant. Yeah, we. What did she really mean? We'd love to have her on the show and just to talk to her about, you know, some of the things she's she's stated. You know, we're we're fully open and fully up to, you know, just having a nice debate. You know, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, not at all, not at all. And furthermore, I just want to say, I love this team. Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing this season so far. They look great, and I love B-Roy, the natural. I love your uh, blanket you have wrapped around you. Thanks, man. It's really comfy. I'm going to have to tell my daughter that it's really warm. It's a really nice blanket. I'm going to have to order one myself. I'm really starting to get partial to this pink unicorn blanket. Anyway, next game is up uh, Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks. I think it'll be a true test uh, for this team going up against potential MVP candidate here with Luka Doncic. It's going to be a good one. But Gary, thanks for joining me once again. Big shout out to my co-host, to the Basketball Podcast Network, DraftKings, and especially you, our listeners, social media followers, and bucket busters. Keep reaching out to us on Twitter, at BustedBucket, with your comments and questions. We love building community with you all. Don't forget to rate, follow, subscribe, and leave a review if you're digging what we're saying. Be good to each other, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening. Boop, boop.